And welcome back to another edition of the Los Ponies Podcast. And we're fresh off of kindergarten for tree trials night last week, Curtis. It was quite a night before we get into the mix of things. The cash register for yourself there. Lock of the night gets the job done at the expense of my long shot of the night there. Nosing out in the final leg. Yeah, I'm sorry I had to do that. But uh, I, I really didn't think I had a chance. When uh, Dreams Divine broke through the gate and had to be reloaded, I thought, okay, my lock's my lock's done. But uh, I think uh, that horse ran a pretty good race considering uh, it broke through and had to be reloaded. And, that was uh, key. So that's kind of one of my outside ones in the final. And, and to think about it, think about how how much uh, impact having that horse not run off after breaking through the gate yes. means now. Yep. Because that, you go from like breaking through the gate, and if he gets loose, if the if the sister starter lets go. That horse is scratched. Yep. You go from like holding on to the horse, breaking to the gate, getting reloaded, and now you qualify to a six-figure final. Yeah, I'm. I'm sure everybody was uh, holding their breath uh, to see what happened there. You know, I'm being a Mike Robbins horse in, yeah. in trials. That's a very high-profile guy. I could uh, see tons of handicappers singling that horse. So. Uh, even even being reloaded, uh, I, maybe some people wanted to be. Uh, you know, everybody thinks when a horse runs away, yes, uh, or, or breaks through the gate, that uh, it's not going to have a big effort once reloaded. But uh, yeah, I was pretty shocked. But uh, very good job by the handler yeah, to catch very, that horse. Yeah, very very good effort there from the rail to get the job done. Uh, so give us a recap. Top uh, top ten. Who was the fastest qualifier? So we got uh, Chaito Cartel and Chikatita's favorite. Which they on debut they ran against each other. Yep. And they were noses apart. Yep. They and now they ran in separate trials, but they're noses apart as far as the time goes. Yeah, I was kind of hoping Chikatita's favorite would maybe bounce off that, but, I mean, neither horse did. They both handled business yeah. really well. Uh, Chaito Cartel, 15-444. Chikatita's favorite, 15-449. So, again, just uh, noses apart and times-wise. Uh, then Diamond Rock mm -hmm. uh, for Jose Flores. Lionel Bugatti, who was yes. one of your uh, your sleeper Alamans, uh, ran a really big race there. Cartel just rocking for Cooper. That's right. A political spell. Another Alamon. Mental Air uh, for Paul Jones. Dreams Divide for Robbins. Spectacular Corona ended up making it in your long Ooh, shot. Yes. And uh, Corona Lake, who was Burgard's sleeper there. I saw that he in his uh, late pick four. That was his uh, sleeper pick. Yeah. Uh, got in to round out the top ten. I, I think it's going to be a very competitive final, top to bottom. It's a it's very very good. Um, so I can't wait for the final. The top two kind of looks like. If they run the race or improve slightly, they'll be the horses to beat. But some of those first-time starters that snuck in, you got to think if they improve a little bit, they're, they're going to move up a lot. Yeah. Um, everybody, I think, that we thought was going to put up a big time, they ran just uh, a perfect yeah. race. Uh, but then there was one, like like uh, we were just saying, Lionel Bugatti, I, I thought ran a really good I, I uh, first out impressed, right away. Yeah. And then uh, your long shot there, that spectacular Corona. Improvement. Uh, has every right to improve, especially off that breeding. That was the I only mean, that's, reason. That's I was just like, royally I, bred. I was like, I can't. That that effort was a little bit flat on the view, but just on the breeding, you gotta give this one another shot. Yeah, and ran ran a much improved effort. Yeah, I I wasn't really high on her from from uh, the the works, but no. I mean, uh, prove me wrong. Went out there, almost snapped my lock in the last. <laughs> uh, it gave a professor. I, I have to talk about oh, it. He did beat me okay, here uh, in the in the consensus. He, he got you. He beat you. He hit a walk off try there. Wow. We we picked the same amount of winners, uh -huh. but he did hit that try in the last, so I have to give it to him. 
So it was a very everybody did very well on trial. It wasn't not a whole lot of upsets, yep. uh, so it wasn't uh, too crazy. But uh, I thought it, we all did pretty good. It came down to exact as tries that night, yep. as far as the consensus. Came you through. hit a, a try early on, yep. uh, and so that that uh, I kind of I kind of built up a big lead against George in the first, in the first I think first or second I think it is the first trial, second race of the night. After that, it was kind of it was kind of a kind of chase mode after that, but I was able to eke out the win. So. George owes a pizza day. You owe a pizza day. Yeah, and, and then we also have to remember George now owes a pizza to Orlando for uh, oh, that the is Bucks right. and Celtics. Wow! So with that series over, uh, George is down two pizzas. So we're gonna be eating for a while, boys. Wow! So let's break out the the breaking news for that. <laughs> Just for that breaking news. After the Celtics routed the Bucks in Game One, George was. Kind of bribing Professor G. Do you want to buy out of the bet? Yep. Do you want to buy out? Yep. Professor stuck with his guns, and the Bucks come back and win four in a row. Yeah, the professor just showed a little resilience there. He he didn't buckle under pressure, but I couldn't believe that the the Celtics just they they were folded right against the Bucks. I mean, they just couldn't handle Giannis, and I mean we we were always on the Bucks, yes. so we were correct. Yes. <laughs> but. Uh, yeah, I, I think uh, Kyrie is going to be uh, moving his tack to somewhere else pretty soon. There's a lot of talk, a lot of drama going on in the NBA right now. We'll save that tidbit for the for the end of the end of the podcast. Let's get down to business here. Saturday night at Los Alamitos, May 11th, and we've got some very competitive two-year races in races uh, in the late pick four, and the, the the card concludes there with the with the La Pacifica handicap a full field of ten. So. I like the card on Saturday. Let's take, let's dive right in here with race number one. Four and a half furlongs, conditional claiming tackle, 2,500 here. We got a field of six. Who'd you pick? I'm gonna go to the rail. I'm gonna go to She Can Two uh, for Stacy Locke. I think I picked this horse last time out. Um, it chased along the inside there and was in tight, uh, just behind the leader and checked on the turn. Angled out and finished pretty well. Was out finished by that big long shot Murgitroyd that night, I think, for Santos Perez. But only lost by half a length, so that's two good efforts uh, in the Stacy Lock Barn since moving over there. So I think uh, with last time out, Pretty Hussar scratched uh, a couple weeks ago. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe have some questions there, so I'm going to go with the one. Right off the bat. I like when we do this. Right off the bat, we <laughs> both agree. When we're both on Tony Lock. I think this bodes well. I think we we want to be the first ones <laughs> to get that that Tony Locke win of the year, so we just keep yes. firing back. I, I I remember you did like this one, and I want to say I also like this one. Not for sure. I maybe I might have liked her two starts back, uh, and you liked her last time for sure. But nonetheless, that was a very good second there behind. Was Mary Detroit winning two in a row that night? I think uh, she flew from the back of the pack. She did. Uh, right? That was one she she went through there and she uh, she split the field or yeah. uh, split foes in the yeah. stretch. Uh, it was she can too, and I forget who was on the lead. I can't remember, I but split them yes. and uh, outkick she can too. So I agree with the one. I'm gonna pick the two. Pretty, pretty Hussar for second for Mark Sherman coming in from Golden Gate. A lot of speed, cuts back in distance and drops in class for uh, as well. And you pick up a top rider in Edgar Pierce. I think this one is pretty live, first time over the track. And then I'll go to the sixth, Queen Dreamer, uh, coming off of a well-beaten second, but gone skyward. No one was beating that horse that night when that one romped by seven lengths. Uh, but Queen Dreamer completed the exact uh, final clocking of that race, was a solid 51-2. and two. And the third-place finisher, Bobby Bobby Gone, returned to win. So pretty simple for me to begin the night here, one, two, and six. Yeah, I got the same exact, and I'm going to go to the three, little AJ, a horse I picked before for Angie Aquino. 
Going to be up there on the front end as usual uh, and did beat the one, um, two back. And it, it has to be said something for the consistency of yep. this horse mm -hmm. is usually in the mix besides that race four back. I mean, second, third, first, second, second. So I think uh, always definitely a foe that has to be dealt with, but I'm going to try and take a shot and beat her with the one and two. All right. The second leg of the early double, we're going 870 yards. This is a maidens uh, field of six or seven. Let me flip the page. Got a field of seven. Seven, yeah. Feel, uh, first time starter there, Alien Radio on the outside for Jesus Enriquez. Johnny Lonnie has them out. But a field of seven, two first time starters, a two and a seven. Tricky race for me. I just didn't know who to trust in this field. So I'll let you go. Who'd you pick here? I went to the four, moved by Dino. Okay. Or Dino, moved by Dino, however you're going to say it. Um, I thought it was a, a weird move putting this horse in that five thousand dollar claimer last time yeah, off against of, winners uh, yeah, yeah a, a nose loss in a maiden race so obviously there's some uh, confidence there in angie but this horse just stumbled last time out uh, against tougher foes uh, made a mile bit and just kind of flattened in the stretch shortens up here I, I think it's a little easier cast here and like i said with that move just putting that horse straight into a five claimer non-winners a two when the horse hadn't even won yet i think shows that angie's got some confidence in uh, the four. Yeah, and that was a head scratcher, but that was a good second two starts back. And when it came down to this race, I just didn't know who to trust. And I think our old friend, the quarter horse, Tarzina might have no! found her field. She might have found her field. <laughs> this is the field to get it done. She's going to rock it to the lead, and no one is going to be able to keep up with her. Tonight is the night for Tarzanita Curtis. Zero for 21 maiden, no more. She is taking the blinkers off. Yes. Is, that, is that your big angle for this one? And my main angle, just make the lead and go. <laughs> Keep on going. So Tarzan, he the top pick. Raw Diamond, the lightly raced uh, four-year-old Colt by the inside there for Aletha Braley and Ramon Guse. Good second, two starts back. Flattened out for fourth last time out. Draws the rail once again and has shown speed before. So 5-1-4, moved by Dino there. Back against Maidens. Uh, looks to be a top contender. So 5-1-4 for me, pretty simple. Yeah, I'm going to go 4 Three unchanged. Uh, first time for Robert Lucas coming off a big layoff here. Last seen October 2017. Was facing a lot tougher foes there, but did show some speed. I mean, that was in a mile race. It went 24. Yeah. Uh, so there's a lot of questions here. But does uh, get Pierre's? He comes aboard the three and he gets off the one. The works or whatever, they're just so-so. Yeah. But uh, Robert Lucas can can get horses to win. So hopefully I'm just going to follow Pierre's here, and I'm going to go to the three for a second. And then the one, Raw Diamond, has uh, been close early there. I, I thought would win two back. Got beat by G-Money Rules last time out. But uh, is going to be up there on the front end. This, the times aren't that good. 47-15, 47-37. I mean, that's that's just not very good. But I think the horse is going to be in the mix. So I'm going to go 4-3-1. All right, 4-3-1 for Curtis. I'll go 5-1-4. Tarzanita, tonight's the <laughs> night. All right, race three here, the start of the pick six. Four and a half furlongs, conditional claiming tag of $5,000. Nice purse of thirteen grand for three-year-olds and up, which have never won two races. A long layoff horse from the Royal Schoolism, 5-2 on the morning line. Who'd you pick here in race three? I went to the three, many moods. Yep. Uh, first time off the claim for Sal Naranjo. Uh, that horse raced a, a good second coming off the layoff last time so it's going to be second time off the layoff first time off the claim for uh sal naranjo this horse was just a, a bullet up north it's going to shorten up yep. one furlong uh, i do think the one is dangerous but having a, a start under his belt and not being first time off the layoff is why i gave the nod to the three many moods we agree right off the bat and it's it's pretty simple anytime you can go sub 22 seconds over the defeat at golden gate 
you're 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 going fast. Yeah. And I think in this spot, uh, we've seen these horses kind of take to this track uh, more consistently now. They don't really need a, a, a race over the track to to kind of show what they got. So uh, first off, the claim here, many moods. I agree. Scoliism, two starts, two very good efforts. Uh, the only concern is the layoff, but uh, Roman Figueroa usually has them ready to go. Has two bullet workouts in preparation for tonight's uh, comeback race. So uh, we'll keep an eye on that one. And then I'll go to the five, Santeros Rule, who I believe I picked on top last time out, if I remember correctly. Uh, kind of flattened out there after dueling. First off the claim now for John Cooper and Ramon Gusa stays aboard. Uh, that's Those two efforts back in March are pretty solid. And the final clocking's kind of fit right in the mix with these uh, with these fields. So uh, three, one, and five for me here in race three. Yeah, I'm going to go three and then to the two, Cornelius. Last time out, uh, beat the five. Centaurus rules uh, was dueling there on the front end, gained the lead and was outkicked by Luker uh, in the end. But I think it got a little bit of a speed sharpening running those two 870 races, then stretched out to four and a half. So I think he's better at this distance. And then I'm going to go to the one, Scullyism, again, coming off that layoff. There's a lot of speed in here, and Scoliosum likes to just sit a nice stalking trip, so that could play well to his advantage. Very, very uh, interesting race there in race number three. All right, race number four, the payoff leg of the early pick four. We're going 300 yards in this spot, and that's right, lock of oh, the night. Oh, here we go, here we go. Four. Lock of the night, and this is a previous lock of the night who got a brutal beat last time out, and I'm talking about quirkiness. I love this one last time out, and I can't believe he dropped, got caught there at the at the wire. He got caught by a stablemate, and one last chance. Uh, well, not a well, yeah, a stablemate. I think he was owned by uh, uh, Doctor Ed Allred, but I think he was in the Scott Willoughby barn. But nonetheless, game second uh, has really improved in the gates tactics in the last three starts here in 2019. Returns at the same distance. I just think drawn outside of a inside of a, a first time starter. Who hasn't showed much gate speed and then special jb who has been kind of inconsistent out of the gate did this allows quirkiness to kind of get the jump in the field and hopefully tonight's the night quirkiness my lock of the night three to one there i feel like you're uh, red hot on the all red barn <laughs> lately i mean they've been firing yes they have so uh I, i'm agreeing with you i, I wow. like your lock of the night here i like quirkiness uh, we all know uh well bred and has been knocking on the door so i'm finally gonna jump yes. on here a little later okay. uh, i'm gonna i'm gonna put her on top and then I'm going to go to the six horse, Royal Five Bar for Jorge Farias. Uh, had some trouble in that 100-yard dash, but I like the way that horse was finishing. It picks up Ayala. I think that's a key move uh, that says this horse is ready yep. to go. And then I'm going to go to the three, Special JB, another one that I think you used to like. Yes. Uh, for Patty Vischer, Rodolfo Viramontes, and, uh, and uh, the rider was Armando Viramontes. Armando Viramontes. Uh, that's the combination I'm always trying <laughs> yeah. to hit. Uh, they claimed it for 10. They, they ran in a maiden race. It was in close there early, lost by a length and a quarter. Then they went in the maiden stakes trial. And I, I thought it ran a better-than-looked effort. It was pretty close early and just weakened against some better horses here. So I think uh, a little class relief for Special JB will help. So I went 4-6-3. Nothing more to add. We agree. That's right? it? Not only lock we, it up. Not only do you agree with lock, we agree with the trifecta. <laughs> and, of course, Royal Five Bar there. you got to look at the breeding as well. All right, race number five, the first leg of the late pick four. And we begin with the two-year-olds here. Very competitive field right off the bat. And in this spot, 
Draws the rail. The rail's been very good lately, so I'm really high on this horse. Being along there, I don't think it's a negative at all. It's inside the two horse, which just weakened last time, really didn't have an excuse. So I'm going to try and beat the five, who's going off at nine to five. I think that's a pretty low price, so I think uh, we'll get a pretty good price at three to one for the lock of the night. We both have the right idea, because we both did not pick the five on top. Okay. I do like your one. I have him for second, but I picked the seven on the outside. Good First pick, shout out here, pick. Jose Flores, owned and trained by Jose Flores and owned in partnership by Brad Hart. They also bred this two-year-old gelding by First Moon Flash out of that walk through fire mare shutout. Uh, in that 12, uh, April 20th drill, 12.40 there, a little, bit of, a little bit of a bobble out of the gate, but kind of recovered and battled gamely to keep the, the head in front of that workmate there. And I like how this one uh, galloped out past the finish. Uh, the only concern about the five that I seen was that uh, you know, a little bit more compact body, a little bit of quick stride. I agree. It was still a very good time of 12.20, but I didn't see that extra punch past the wire uh, in that workout of 12.20. So remember, they're working 12.20, but they're racing 300 yards. So you mm -hmm. always want to see the energy there in the workouts past the wire. And uh, so I'll go 7.15 here in race number five. My only question mark that I had on the one, well, the interesting part, not a, really a question mark. I like that drill of 12.30 back on April 25th. This one sold for $67,000 at the Los Alamitos Equine sale. Mm -hmm. I looked at the breeding. The dam was unraced. The only full sibling that I could find was Rolling Along, who's currently still racing in 2019. He's only won two races, uh, a median and an allowance. So this one might have been, must have been a huge looker at the sale mm -hmm. for, to go for $67,000 because uh, you, you do have Kitty up. But there just isn't a lot of proven form in the breeding side. From the dam side, true, and to go for sixty-seven. So I, I got a feeling, this one, this one must have been an absolute looker on sale day. You didn't think uh, Doc wanted to let this one go uh, for for too cheap? No. He thought there was something to yeah, this. Yeah. So. Well, hopefully he's right because I got him as the lock of the night. But I, I totally agree with you with the other horses. Same thing in my trifecta. I got the one on top, the five my man memo. I, my notes uh, is a smaller horse, but I mean did everything right in that twelve twenty drill. Uh, deservingly looks to be the favorite. And then I'm going to go to the seven first shutout. That damn qualified for the Governor's Cup fraternity yeah. out of a really nice family that I like. And then taking a little bit of Doc's breeding and bringing him to first moon flash. Yes. I like seeing uh, these outside crosses here and draws the outside for Flores. So I think that's a that's a pretty big plus. Another another note that I had, the damn shutout was a debut winner. Was she? Watch out. That's a, I thought she was going to be something. And if you can debut, we've talked about it. <laughs> Flores doesn't have many uh, debut winners. Yeah. So if, if she can go out there and do it, you yeah. should, that's yeah. a pretty good baby. Yeah, the damn shutout was a debut winner there. And you mentioned third in the Governor's Cup futurity. Uh, all right, race number six, the second of the baby races here for Saturday night. we got a field of eight set to post another very, very good. There's some very sneaky two-year-olds in this This was field. a pretty good race. This I is thought. a really good race. You can build a case for four or five runners without a doubt in this field. So I'm very interested. Who'd you pick in race number six? Not a combination I usually go for. I'm going for uh, the six. Max my oh, bullets. Okay. Jesus Nunes and EG High. Gasco aboard. 
this horse uh, kind of stumbled uh, in both works and still put up 12 threes. Uh, won both easily, I thought. It wasn't even wearing blinkers. That might be something down the road. But uh, I guess this filly doesn't need it. She's just all professional, so I'm going to go to the six. And this is this is where it's pretty interesting because I, I, I wrote down I want to go 40, probably 40 up here in this spot in my pick four. Yeah. And I have the six as my fourth choice. I'm... I, I totally agree. I, I was back and forth. We probably have the same top four. <laughs> I, I, I think we do, but just the orders has got to be a little bit different. I went with the one, Teapot, from the inside post here uh, for Christopher Odell. And here's my reasoning. Very good improvement in the drill. Went from 1280 to 1220. But look at the dam. Terrific energy. We know how good she's been producing. Yes. But I was looking at the workout to see how she, she would break. She broke fast. Yep. Like, just something you don't really see from that blow line. So that was very, that was essentially what caught my eye. I was like, if this terrific energy is already breaking well out of the gate, you know they're going to finish and pass a wire, pretty good energy. 12.20 was a legitimate, legitimate time here for this one. So just because of how good she got out of the gate, I went to the one on top. For second, I went to the five, Octavia. Mm -hmm. And for this, the 12.30 workout kind of doesn't tell the, the entire story. I like her, her long stride and I like how well she finished past a wire. If you just look at how she galloped out, she was strong. 12.30, Brett to be a good one here as well for uh, jumping Beduino. Uh, let me see if I have anything in the notes. Oh, yeah, she she uh, she began her career two for two. She won the PCQHRA in the La Primera Derby, uh, the Futurity and the Derby. Mm -hmm. uh, so Brett to be a good one. Uh, 12.30, uh, so always uh, looks to be good there. And then strong pass the wire. Then I'll go to the eight for third. Starlet on the outside, twelve twenty for uh, uh, for Scott Willoughby and Ed Allred. Uh, I like the I like the energy there. Past the wire, uh, was asked a couple of times, but kept to task. And I like the improvement from the Willoughby barn from the first workout to the second workout. I like when I see that because they they kind of maturing a little bit. It's a barn that kind of get they get better with racing. So when I see an improvement from the first work to the second work, I take note there from Scott Willoughby. So one five eight, and then you're six for fourth here, and a very very tricky race number six. Yeah, I agree with everything you said. All those horses, even the eight. Um, I had the six on top. I went to the one teapot. Uh, was going against another terrific energy baby who I thought was a little bit bigger. So maybe that one's ready to roll down the, uh, in the longer distances. But teapot just broke out of there in both drills. Uh, I just thought... You know, I was going to take a, a little bit uh, of a shot and try and get the EG High horse here. Who's on the other horse I like, the 5 Octavia yes. for Patty Vischer. Uh, just broke good in both ones. I, I just love the way this horse finished. And they took their mare, Jumpin' Beduino, who's a, a really a staple of the Nike barn. Yes. And they bred it to one famous eagle. So the, they I mean, were mean the in business yeah. here. So uh, I, I just had to throw out somebody by the uh, process of elimination. So that was going to be the eight. So I went six, one, five. And uh, the eight definitely has a good shot there on the outside. Let's put it this way. The five is a homebred. If they would have put that one through the cell, they would have gotten six fears. Probably. I, I think six figures. Yeah. You got you got on the you got you got one famous eagle on the on the on the sire side. He earned one point three million. He won the two million, the Golden State, the Super Derby. He was fourth. He was in the champion of champions. Yep. Uh, the mayor earned two hundred sixty-seven thousand. I mean, and she began her career two for two. Uh, so this, I think they have high hopes for this one. Interestingly enough, in the in the nominations, I only see the two million. Paid into, not paid into the gold for the state. five. Yeah, for the five. That's what I was going to ask you, uh, just to read off, like the one, five, six, and eight. 
Right. Well, what were they paid in? So the one is paid to the Golden State and the two million. Mm-hmm. The five only to the two million. The six Golden State million, two million, and Super Derby. And the eight is Golden State million, two million, and Super Derby as well. Okay. So the five, they might have been thinking she might have been a, a late developer. Okay. Uh, but nonetheless, she showed time. So I'm very. This is going to be a key race, I think. This is going to be a key race for 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 later down the year. I, I thought so too. I mean, I was even looking at some of the other ones, but I really just keyed down to those four: one, five, six, and eight. I went six, one, eight uh, in that order. But yeah, I think this is going to be a very competitive race. Tricky, tricky race. All right, there's two races left. You know what time it is? The late daily double. Late daily double time here, and we got a field of eight. The other two-year-old race of the night. This is one of the two-year-olds that has most impressed me in the mornings. And I'll kick it right off the bat. And it is the eight, Up and Adam. Uh, a two-year-old girl by Favorite Cartel out of Up For It. And we know how good of a weekend Favorite Cartel had on kindergarten trials yes. night. He stamped all those two-year-olds top to bottom. He looked strong. But this two-year-old Gelling, he was strong past the wire. He broke wood. He was asked a few times, and he leveled out strong. He kind of responded when the rider asked. That's something I want to see. And this horse looks to be, hopefully, a very, very talented two-year-old later in the year. Uh, I think he's ready to go. He draws the outside post. The dam won three of her first four starts, including the Governor's Cup trial and the final. So, bred to be a good one, and he showed up in the morning. Watch out. I think Up and Adam is going to run a big, big effort. Yeah. uh, As good as I like the three... Who is a half to apocalyptical Jess, yes, last yeah. year's All American fraternity winner? I, I just had to respect the eight. Just looked amazing in that April twenty third drill. Is that the only twelve ten we've had? I don't know this year. We might have had one more. Okay, I... but I'm not sure. Uh, and and Willoughby usually doesn't have uh, a twelve ten worker. That's what I'm saying. Like this, this might be ready to go. And so then I I look to see. Okay, is it is it just a quick gelding? Yeah. You know, but. Horse had some size to it, yeah, so and even strong too. I, I definitely agree with you. I think this horse looks dangerous. Just you know, broke fast and drew off by almost two lengths there. Uh, did it very easy. Uh, I think Vinny's got a live one under him. And then I'm going to go to the three CC Varsity Jacket again. Really well bred, half to a uh, apocalyptical Jess, and uh, in that April 9th drill broke well and had the lead and uh, finished. Pretty much in a dead heat with yeah. uh, Lionel Bugatti here, so who we talked about earlier, who uh, did very well in the kindergarten trials. So I think uh, this horse is a big, strong play in second. And then I went to the five, Corona Signature V for Jaime. April 23rd drill broke well and was urged left-handed and drew off by uh, a little over two lengths. And I kind of like uh, Jaime first-timers over uh, Flores and Mark Skeen, who who seem to be having a little trouble. Even uh, Mark Skeen's only got one win on the year. Yeah. So he, he's a, he's only got a breadstick there with Jaime, so he needs to get rolling as well. But I'm going to go to the five for, uh, in the third spot. And you didn't mention the five is a half to Jay Fire Up. The breeding on these... I can't even remember how many uh, good horses this boogie fires. That, that's a, a staple of, yeah. uh, of Jaime Gomez's half breeding Half to Jay bar. Fire Up, the five, Corona Signature V... So I really like the eight. If the eight would have been the second choice on the morning nine, for sure that would that one would have been a lock. But uh, I just think the eight, based on that workout, I like what I saw. But you got to respect the bidding of the three mm-hmm. and the five. And I like the way the six finished. Didn't break all that well, but then finished very very strong. Five to one there for Mark Scene. Uh This one was purchased for sixty thousand of those Alamitos equine sales. So they paid a they paid pretty well for this one. And I think this one's gonna get better. As the distances get longer. So the six could be the underneath horse. So I'll go eight, five, six, three. So very competitive. 
uh, in these two races and lots of talent. I think both of these races are going to be key races down the road. Yeah, we have some horses that really work nice and really well bred. Uh, all the breeding lines that you want to see and even some new ones like that three. Uh, not a lot of times we're going to see a apocalyptical just breeding come out here. He's relentless. Uh, you don't see that too many. So uh, that's kind of why we chose uh, tonight's card. I mean, there's, yep. there's some good breeding mm -hmm. and some well, uh, well-worked babies going to come in here. All right, let's end the night here with the La, La, La Pacific Handicap. 350 yards, purse of 30,000 uh, for three-year-old fillies. Field of 10, very competitive field. I got a long shot in this spot, but who'd you pick? I tried to get crazy in this race as well. <laughs> My top two, I went to the one. Favorite <laughs> Look wise at you. lady. All right. You're back in the wagon for this one. Uh, was that a, is that a, your long shot? <laughs> no. Oh, no, okay. No. So I went to the one favorite wise lady. Uh, we've always thought the talent is there. Uh, she just is always getting goofy. Yes. So I'm giving her one more <laughs> shot here. Nicasio jumps aboard. Cody, you're a great rider, but sometimes people just don't gel with horses. So maybe uh, the, just the switch to Nicasio could get this horse going from along the rail. I went with the two as my top pick because I think I gave this one the lock of the night two starts back and then kind of disappointed on that trial night, evenly there in the, four, in the final, finishing fourth. But I'm going to give this one one more shot. So just mm -hmm. like you, Mike Castleman there is due to get a, a, a job done. I, I, that win three starts back, it's still fresh in my mind. That was a very, very sharp win. In 1664, not really asked for best, so I'm I'm hoping that she can run back to that big, big win. My long shot for second is going to be the five striver, eight to one. Okay. Kind of followed Cody Jensen in this spot. He gets off the Chris Adele, <laughs> but it's all mostly about her gate speed. Yes. If she gets a jump on this field, we know 350 is within range. That was a very sharp win, two starts, two starts back. I just feel that sometimes she can tell when she's in it, and sometimes she's not really firing. Yeah. Like, if you just look at the start last time out, she just looked like she threw in the towel. Four starts, three starts back, same thing. She kind of just throws in the towel. Either she's on it or she's not really on it. Yeah. But tonight, I'm hopeful that she can get the jump on the field. So I'll pick her at 8-1 to one for my second choice. And then I'll go to the 9, no telling, uh, for Scott Willoughby and Vinny Bednar. Good second behind a terrific curse down on the trial night. And then came back and finished fifth there after not breaking all that well from that outside post on, on finals night. So... Two five nine for me here in the La Pacifica. Yeah, we're all over the place. I one on top, favorite wise lady. Right. Then I'm gonna go to the six, SC Coronado. <laughs> really disappointed me at Remington, but I mean it's just a different culture yes. over there. This horse was in front for most of the way and just weakened at the end, really threw in the towel, but that was four hundred yards, shortens up to three hundred and fifty. I think this is the maximum distance for her, but I mean, she was uh, all the rage early on last year. Yes, she year, was. And uh, she seemed to like the low south surface. So coming back at 6-1, to one, Mike Robbins is firing on uh, all guns blazing right now. And then I'm going to go to the 2. You caught my eye. Kind of like uh, what you said. Disappointed in that fourth last time out. Just lacked the, the light punch we thought she was going to have. Uh, was bet down pretty good there. I thought we were going to see the rally. We saw three back. It, which uh, snapped a lot of tickets there yes. on Walk On By Blues and Razzle Dazzle. Just uh, surged late, but came back and just uh, two lackluster efforts in the uh, La Primera trial and the final there. But I think in just a handicap like this uh, is some of the class of the field, so should be a lot better this time. All right, recap, I'll go 259. 162. Who's a Superfecta horse? Give me a Superfecta horse. <sighs> I will say Stella Gambler 
or Anna's image. Yeah, I'll go set a gambler as my fourth choice. Yeah. I mean, ran third there in mm. the La Primera final, but Anna's image is one that every time you toss her, yeah, she'll, she'll run a good race. It, almost like uh, how we said the three back race on You Caught My Eye, where it's just really eye catching. Yeah, yeah. Anna's image will fire one, <laughs> and then you're like, where did this horse go? So those are my super effective horses. And that is the card for Saturday night. A very very good card. We've got to go. We got a change to get. I got to get down to the set here for Friday night. Before I let you go, did you see there was like Lakers fans rallying at downtown LA? I saw <laughs> protesting. it. What, what were they? Are they protesting management? Is that what they're protesting? Yeah. No this uh, sideshow that's going this, on? This is how bad it's gotten. To, to have a, a, a championship winning coach on the sidelines without work deny, decline your offer, that is pretty bad. To have Ty Lue say, no thanks, I don't want your three-year deal. I'll rather stay unemployed. Thank you very much. I mean, let's let's say what it is, though. LeBron handed Teron Lue a championship. Yes, for sure, for though. sure. So I still, you know, same thing with Walton. Uh, I don't really give a lot of credibility to their coaching credentials. I think uh, anybody could have coached those teams. Uh, but you know, I'm glad it's not Mike Brown. I'm, you know, I'm glad <laughs> glad we got rid of Dan Tony. He can go off and be with the Rockets. But uh, yeah, I I don't know. Teron Lue should have just done that. I don't know why he he's what was it? He wanted a five year instead of a three want, year. Because I think at the three years it kind of lines up with the same end as LeBron. Yeah. So they were like, "Why are you doing?" Oh, so yeah. Said, yeah. Uh, again, yeah. that's yeah. what I mean. He doesn't really want to have to coach and go through the trials and tribulations after LeBron leaves. So I agree. There's uh, there's some other credible coaches out there that we could get. So we'll see what happens here. The off se- the the postseason is not even over yet, and the off season is already like more drama than the postseason. That's got to be the first time fans have gone and protested like yeah. uh, the shenanigans <laughs> by the front office. But. I don't know. Oh, yeah, yeah. But I'm going to keep rooting. 76ers push the game seven. My future bet is still alive. I well, need him to get it done. What do you think about them? I mean, they just I, I, they just look lackluster when I watch them when play. They, Where's when the they, swagger? When they turn it on, I mean, they got the best starting five outside of the Warriors. If you look true, at it. true. Like, if they really turn it on, they can be they can be really good. So they showed it in game six. Let's see how Game 7. So Game 7 between Sixers and and Toronto. And we got a Game 7 between Denver and Portland. I think Portland will get the job done. And then potentially with Durant out, out now for the series, uh, the Rockets are trying to push it to a Game 7 now. I'm kind of hoping that with uh, without Durant that the old Warriors show up. Yes. Where everybody just is kind of writing them off uh, with Durant. But, I mean, they still got Curry. They still got Clay, uh, Iguodala. They still got Draymond. They're their core that started everything. <laughs> well, in that game five, when Durant went out, like, a few minutes into the third quarter, the in the in I think at, the, at that point, they were pretty much tied in the score. Mm-hmm. So it turned into the Rockets, full Rockets versus the old Warriors. And yeah. the old Warriors got the job done. That's what, I don't know why everybody's just thinking abandoned ship without uh, <laughs> no. Kevin Durant. I mean, this team already won a, t- a championship. Have you so. forgotten how quickly uh, uh, Curry and, and, and uh, Clay can drop 40 on you? That's a, uh, Just no respect. That's why I hope. <laughs> I, I called Clay would have a big game last time, and Durant uh, ended up going off in that game I called. But come on, Clay. <laughs> Redeem me. Show everybody what the what the beginning Warriors used to look like and why you guys were so intimidating. Fun times. Fun times, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen. So that's it for this week's podcast. We'll talk to you guys next week. All right. Bye, everybody.